0: Curious, you would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno.
1: Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at CephalonSquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. day, Cephalon Collective, and welcome to episode 98 of Cephalon Squared. My name is Cephalon Greg, and I am joined, as always, by Cephalon Lucas. Hello. Hi. How oh, thou today? Well, thank you for asking. I am just grand. I am splendid. <coughs> Except I have a bit of the rona in the throat. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> it's good. That's <laughs> good. Yeah, no more silly voices. Silly voices brought out the rona in me. <laughs> it's been a tough weekend. I've had to dad. I've had to do dad stuff, like freaking gardening and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have decided it's time to health again. It's time to get healthed. Yay, so I was health! Getting unhealthy. <laughs> what am I getting? I was already unhealthy, and I was unhealthifying even further, <laughs> diving deeper into the rabbit hole. Yeah, so it's time. It's time. It's probably been time for years, but whatevs. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) weather rambles, rambles for the weather. How are you up north? Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles.
0: Up here in the city of Ipswich, it is 20 degrees Celsius today with a 62% humidity. It's kind of nice and comfortable, nothing to complain about.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. That's a nice flat 68 degrees Fahrenheit for you Fahrenheit users. I guess 70 degrees Fahrenheit is comfortable for Americans because, you know, 20, 21 degrees is comfortable for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm starting to understand Fahrenheit. Maybe. Whoa. Not really. <laughs> not, not really. I don't even want to try. There's no point. The rest of the world doesn't use it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> down here in Melbourne, it's 17 degrees which is 63 degrees Fahrenheit and 52 percent humidity. It's actually quite a sunny day. It's quite nice outside. Yesterday we went for a bit of a hike. That was pretty good uh, to a local gorge. Bit of a hike, bit of a track, and uh, yeah, that was fun. Now my legs are sore. Nice. That's my story. Sore Thank legs. you for listening to my TED talk. Yeah, yay TED talk. <laughs> so, what did you get up to? This week, I know something's happened. Oh, Good yes. things. Good thing. A Good thing has
0: happened. It has finally, finally occurred, people. My graphics card has arrived. Brand new graphics card. It's installed. It's amazing. It's smooth. It's great. I love it. My computer actually works now, so that is fantastic. <sighs> I can jump back into the Warframe train and, yeah, it's great. There's a Warframe train? There is now. Choo-choo! Fair enough. Jump back on. Jump back on. And, of course, I've started up my PC account for Black Desert Online as well. So that's the two things I've been doing over the weekend, Black Desert Online and Warframe. It's
1: good to be back. Indeed. You did threaten a bit of Black Desert Online, so you made good on your threats. Yes. (laughs) No (laughs) empty threats from this, Cephalon.
0: Never. Indeed. Apart from that, the rest of the week was... um, Shovel Knight, and I'm into the fourth installment to the King's Knight, King of Cards.
1: Go, Lucas, smashing through it like a smasher. Yes, it's probably
0: my least favorite smash so far. It. Smashy. But still, yeah. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to get them all done. It's
1: going to happen. Do it. Yep. You should. You'd be good at it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> on My side of things, pretty much all the same for me. Uh, Raid Shadow Legends, bit of Warframe on PC with you and a little bit of Black Desert Online. Once you said your computer was done and ready, I was like, ah, oh, shit, I better I better get prepared. <laughs> so I warmed up my character for about half an hour, <laughs> and that's about it. But I did have fun. It was fun. It takes ages to load that game. I don't, does does it, it take forever to load on yours? No. <laughs> Mine, the initial load is just forever. Hmm, Maybe I should strange. tone down the um, graphics options a little bit. Possibly. Don't know, don't know. But anyway, it's been much of a muchness for me. Nothing new. Just can't be, can't be asked with games at the moment. I don't know what it is. Hence the need for fitness and motivation. I think that's what it is. getting sick and being unhealthy. It drains you of the desire to live. It does. I mean, oh, well, do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but D- the desire to thrive. <sighs> Yeah, so it's time to- To thrive again. I don't know. Turn into an 80s, uh, I don't know, aerobics instructor. (laughs) In tights, (laughs) doing little dances and stuff. I was thinking fame. (laughs) Fame, I want to live forever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. See me with the chair. (laughs) Anyway, that's just what I was thinking. (laughs) Back to Warframe, eh? Warframe podcast. Warframe podcast. So, there wasn't much news this week, and now that we're in the downtime for uh, TennoCon, it's going to be a quiet few weeks, I think, so this might end up being a little bit of a shorter episode. Over the next few weeks, they may all end up being, of course, next week's probably going to be a Deadlock Protocol episode, so that may not, but not much news, so let's crack on into it. Would you like to start, Lucas? Indeed. So, starting off deadlock protocol is
0: confirmed to be releasing in June, which makes a lot of sense cuz today is the last day of May, so it's not here yet, so of course it's going to be in June.
1: Yeah, hopefully that means this week. Hopefully. We shall see.
0: Crossed it. Crossed
1: it. They did say they were aiming for for last week and if they didn't then it would probably fall into the following week, so hopefully it's this week, but they didn't make any promises obviously. They just said June. I can't believe it's already June. Damn. I can't believe that either. Anyway, next bit of news. As we already knew and we mentioned last week, Trinity and Nova Prime Access is now available. Whatever the hell the last Prime Access was is gone. I've forgotten already.
0: Oberon <laughs> and, and Necros.
1: Hey, Lucas life, is a Life thing. and death. Life and death. Oh, that's right. It was too. So this one... There's Dual Kamas Prime, which is what I'll be chasing. I don't have those, so I'm definitely looking for those. Got Soma Prime, but uh, I recommend it to people who like auto rifles. Uh, I would recommend having a look at the accessories pack if you do have Kashola. Oh, yes. Because yes. the Edo Prime armor set is Zeke. The Prime Sigil is Zeke. Sugatra, yeah. Who uses Sugatras? <laughs> Uh, but there is a Kubro collar as well, a prime collar and prime armor. So there's a few things that you might be interested in. And of course, there's also Vasto Prime. Uh, I think I've already got that. I'm really after the dual comers.
0: Well, if you get the Vasto Prime, mm-hmm. then you can try and get the Ak Vasto Prime. Good point. Ah, Good point. Points be made. You do make points. Yes, I do. I do that from time to time.
1: Hmm. Project. Anywho,
0: moving on to the next piece of news new deadlock protocol teasers have been released they are all over the place on all social medias and they it, it's it's cool'm I'm, I'm I'm excited for it come on deadlock protocol <laughs> must must go must go
1: to the purgatory if you want a single place to find some check out the uh, show notes on what's our website called Cephalonsquared.com. Cephalonsquared.com almost said Warframe.com. They'll probably be there as well, honestly.
0: they will definitely
1: be there. <laughs> so <laughs> it's also a good place to check. And that's it for Warframe news. Of course, there was announcements of uh, live streams and things during the week. We don't cover them as news because they only happen at the time that they're announced. Uh, there was a glyph that was also available that's not available anymore. So I haven't mentioned it. That's it. Warframe is quiet. Quiet, Warframe. But we're not quiet. We're going to give away a Prime Vault. Yes, we are. So yeah, check out our social medias. Check out Twitter, Facebook, Discord, all of those places for a link to what you need to do. I'm probably going to give you uh, more than one chance to win this time. Doing all the usual follow us and share stuff. So, you know, click this, click that, click this, click that, and you'll get multiple options. So make sure you read what you do need to do so that all of your entries count. That's pretty important as well. You can be a proud winner of the Prime
0: Vault access.
1: Yeah, that's the jewel access too. So it'll be Nova and Trinity Prime with all of their stuff. And twelve hundred platinum. So it's pretty good. All the pieces of candy. All of the candy. And finally, streams are back,
0: because I can actually stream now, so yay. <laughs> and we
1: did a, we did an impromptu test stream last night, which wasn't really impromptu because it was at our regular streaming time, but it was unannounced prior. Yes, it just and it worked perfectly, perfect,
0: and it worked. It, it was actually smoother than it's ever been, and it was great.
1: It was, except Warframe was not smoother than it's ever been.
0: Yeah, Warframe was a pain in the ass, but oh well.
1: Yeah, Warframe what was buggy do? as usual. In fact, more buggy than usual Warframe. last night. Warframe! Ninja's bug free. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was uh That is the week. That is the news for Warframe and Cephalon Squared. Let's head on into Discussion Town. Heading on into Discussion Town. Will you take me to Discussion town. I'm sorry, everyone. I apologize for that. It was unnecessary. <laughs> Lucas.
0: It was very This necessary. was
1: your dream topic.
0: Literally <laughs> dream, your dream, dream topic. Dream topic, literally, yes. I concocted this one in my sleep. <laughs> so introduce. Mod universatility. So now we are getting PvP mods that are being changed to PvE. How long? till the vice versa occurs and what does that mean for the future of
1: warframe good question easily answered i don't think the vice versa will happen
0: (laughs) well okay well we do know they are working on something for pvp yes we do know that's a fact so are you really certain that vice versa won't occur at all like 100 percent, you can say that pve mods will not get turned into pvp mods
1: pretty sure but i can't say that for certain no
0: okay all right so we're already on we're already on a a track of of some some sort here there's a track there's a track there's
1: a there's a ground monty
0: (laughs) so you know recently we've had the pvp mods um the warframe augments, uh, weapon augments, mainly, mainly augments becoming um, PVE available. And with this is change. Yeah, slight slight changes. Uh, not everything actually got any uh, not everything got changes. I think Rumble is exactly as it was prior, but it's just been allowed for PVE now. So with that in mind, would you say that we could maybe, if this was to occur, would you, that we would only see
1: augments being made available in PvP? It's a it's a tough question. There's a very good reason why the mods are different in PvP as opposed to PVE, and that's mm. because of power creep and just the fact that players are way overpowered. Some who have rare mods would be able to very easily destroy everyone else. So they've yeah. tried to balance things a little by having PvP specific mods. Augments, on the other hand, are designed, I guess, to make players feel cooler and give people slightly different play styles. Now, there's so many different augments, I can't really think of them off the top of my head as and how they might be affected in... Um, how, how they might work in PvE. But, I mean, look at someone like Necros, which is not probably someone you would use in PvE. His Desecrate's just not going to be worth it. It's not going to do anything. It, I guess it could be that you get health with every kill you get, which you sort of already yeah. has anyway.
0: yeah. That, that's the thing. Um, I think more with Necros, it would probably come more down to the uh, Shadows soul of punch. the Dead, or, or, or Soul Punch, or even the Fear. Yeah, you know, those, those three abilities would definitely be more beneficial um, in PvP. And I think the the augments for those would could be given an interesting flair on the PvP scene. I feel.
1: I think that'd have to be different.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: It's the only yeah. thing that they'd, they'd have to work in a way that would be fitting for PVE, PvP. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we've talked about PvP before in episode five. Oh, many, many times. <laughs> many times. We've we've touched on it many times. I really think having mods at all in PvP is unnecessary. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, having a
0: balanced play style is, is what you really need, and mods throw that balance out the window.
1: Yeah, every... I mean, that's that's the problem with PvP in Warframe. It's completely unbalanced, but people don't want it to be balanced because people want to have that power, Uh, you know, feel like God. Yeah. Power fantasy, that's the one. But... At the same time, there are some interesting mods in PVPs. I, I think it makes more sense for the PVP mods to come over to PVE than it does for vice versa. I think mods should be removed. And uh, in PVP, everything should have a certain balance. So rather than you starting off with an unmodded Warframe, the stats are just changed. All the weapon stats are changed, etc. But everyone has access to the same weapons, same Warframes, all that kind of stuff. I think that's the way it should go. But again, that's kind of dull. That's why Destiny 2 PvP at the start was kind of boring, because they balanced things. Mm. But Warframe mm. needs something drastic, doesn't it? So maybe oh, yeah. Yeah. maybe some <laughs> freaking flashy mods might might be what it calls for. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe it is what's needed.
0: Now, I was actually giving this some thoughts earlier today. Mm-hmm. And one thing I will say straight up is any damage-based mods should definitely not be changed over to PvP. Anything yeah. that increases damage, like straight damage, not, not, so, not necessarily damage per second, but flat damage should not be introduced into PvP. And anything that is multi-shot should only be available on weapons that are non-hit scan. Hmm. If if that was going to be the case, like if they were going to move those kind of mods over to PVP, that's that's kind of where I think they should have it, because if you have a a, a weapon with multi shot that's got hit scan, then well that's just broken.
1: <laughs>
0: but if it's if it's multiple hits coming from uh, coming from a projectile based weapon, then it does give you a slight. Increase in in ability to actually hit your your target, but it's not guaranteed to hit your target with multiple hits.
1: Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. Yeah, it's really tough because I think yeah, like I was saying before, it's it's one of those things because you want the power fantasy and yeah, having those mods that increase damage outputs uh, or whatnot are going to really really put things out of whack. What could they be? I mean, lifesteal? Uh, that could be a thing. What about uh, things like the purity mods that give the furious lifesteal and things like that? That could be one that could move over.
0: Yeah. That, I, I think that'd be all right. One thing I feel also needs to kind of occur with, with the PVP side of things is HP scaling. Hmm. Yeah. Because because not every frame has the same base armor, shield, HP. And because of that, certain frames end up being far more tanky than other frames and therefore the better option when it comes to PvP because they're harder to kill. So, yeah, it's a really difficult situation. Like, even moving mods over from PvE to PvP, it still makes it very difficult to determine what a good point is for health, uh, HP, shielding, and and armor on a frame.
1: Mm.
0: Now, there has been a couple times during events in the past. I think it was Halloween event two years ago with the, the pumpkin. Was it the, the, the giant jackal? Oh, yeah. Uh, jack o lantern pumpkin thing. Yeah. Uh, no matter what frame you picked... Its HP would be at an hundred point standard. That's it. Yeah, you could cool. not, could not get it any higher. Could not get it any lower. That's it. It started at hundred, and that was all. I feel like something like that
1: needs to happen with PVP. Yeah, I think that one of that one of many problems with PVP is that it was designed initially to sort of feel like Quake or Doom. Because there were only a few places on the map where health would spawn or energy would spawn or ammo would spawn. Once you knew where those places were, you could move through the map and collect things as you go. I'm not sure that's the right way for PvP in this kind of game. Yeah. There's got to be a better way to handle energy, energy management and health management. Cooldowns might be more appropriate. There's just there's a lot of things, I think, that PvP has out of whack and I think they made the right decision to not use the PvE mods in PvP. I'm not sure if they ever will move any of them over. I think, you know, before they do that, PvP would have to have a huge changeover first. Yeah. But I do, I really like the idea, and it came out of left field completely, of bringing some PvP mods into PvE. I think that was a massively good surprise.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. It was a fantastic surprise. I don't know what other mods they plan on uh, on moving over to PvE. Um, but it would definitely be interesting to see what they plan to do in the future on that side of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we haven't played enough PvP to actually even know what all the mods are. No. No, that's true. And that's the truth of it. Who has? Yeah. I'm sure there are people out there who have. Yeah, but
0: they're sure, they're sure there's someone.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a pain. And it's really sad because I know there's a lot of people out there that don't want to play Warframe as a PvP game. And there's nothing wrong with that because there is already a fully featured PvE game. I'd like for there to be a PvE option that is a good option in PvP, Warframe. PvP, PvP option. That's what I meant to say. Did I say PvE? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to for there to be a good PvP option, even a pvp option, like yeah. we are talking about with Gambit from, um, from Destiny. Yep. I really think, and I'd really like there to be something. Races, like a number of different things would be cool. Just some different silly things for fun. I'd like a more serious PVP game that works. But there's just so much to Warframe as it is that I'm just not sure they have the time to split their teams to focus on it, which is a little bit sad. Sometimes I like taking out my aggression on other players. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or having other players' aggression <laughs> taken out on me, sadly. <laughs> low skill. Low PvP skill. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So... Mm. Definitely
0: something to, to think about, like what, whether or not it would ever be something that occurs, how it would affect the game. Like you said, PvP is not for everyone, but there are a few people out there that just want that option. And I know... For a fact, there are. We've had some people in our uh, Discord mention a few times that one of the things they don't like about Destiny is the fact that the PvP is very prominent in the game to the point where sometimes you must participate in PvP to get a specific weapon um, that you only want to use in PvE content.
1: Yeah, they have tried to address that, Bungie, but it's always been a problem where. You find one season they focus far too much on PvP and then they try to fix that the next season and they end up focusing far too much on PvE. And I think that's a concern that people have. If Warframe had a PvP component, would DE end up leaning into that too hard and neglecting the PvE part? Uh, mm. And I think that's a valid valid complaint, definitely, especially definitely if it started dragging complaint.
0: people in. Yeah.
1: yeah. If people started coming because of that, then... D would definitely put more focus into it and it could end up, you know, neglecting PVE. So makes sense. Yeah. Actually, another,
0: another thought that just occurred to me. So scrap the Warframe, like we've, we've kind of talked about this in the past before, but scrap the Warframe idea completely for PVP and just use operator. Now, uh, wushi and uh, from our discord and myself were talking about this uh, earlier last week in the uh, spoiler section of of our discord uh, and good old Duchy himself also jumped in on it as well the idea of melee weapons for operators
1: yeah I did see that
0: yeah I so the operators are a lot more balanced in terms of power through each of the schools than Warframes will ever be.
1: Mm. I th- they, they're they just not very manoeuvrable. They they tend to be difficult to control. It could be an option if they well, had well, well, better about, re- a, weaponry for them. Yeah. Well, what about what happens when uh, Daveri Paradox hits? That's what I was about to say. Maybe DeVeri Paradox is going to sort of change things up in that way. Hmm because they do have some funky weapons that he seems to pull out of the ground. And that's what seems like an operator. Yeah. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was a rusty Tigris or something. Rusty rusty Tigris. (laughs) But what I was thinking is again, scrap the idea of warframes altogether. How about factions, corpus versus Grineer? And you actually get to choose your Grineer guy. You can choose different types of Grineer. You might have a healer Grineer uh, or uh, infested. You could be a healer. Yeah, I'd be. I'd think that'd be a cool concept. Different, there's different roles, different factions, different roles, and each of them you just run around and shoot each other. Basically, um, I can't even brain right now. Good story.
0: Yeah, no, I can't brain right now. <laughs> so yeah, it's a great story. Great story. It's going to irritate me
1: until I can actually remember it now. Because they've already got the art for it. They've got all the characters designed. All they would need to do is say, okay, well, this guy has... 800 hit points. This guy has a thousand, but he doesn't output as much damage. This guy does this. He's got these weapons. You can change them up and all you can use with Grineer faction are Grenier weapons, or you can use for the Corpus faction of Corpus weapons. You know, you can have a sniper, a healer, different things like that. So sort of make it a cross between like battlefield and Warframe, but only using enemy factions. That could be fun. Overwatch. That's what you're looking for. Warframe Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Warframe I was Overwatch. F- I <laughs> was thinking more Team Fortress than Overwatch. Because Overwatch is the uh, people have abilities. Whereas I was thinking more like drop down a health pack or ammo pack. Throw down a turret. Yeah. That kind yeah. of thing. Yep. Yeah. that w- That would work. But it would also be. I mean, I think that would be easier. I mean, no, I'm not a friggin' developer. I wouldn't know, really. But I think that would be easier <laughs> to develop than having to redo the Crucible. Crucible? What's it called? This is not conclave. Destiny. Conclave. <laughs> then have to redo the Conclave all over using Warframes. But I don't know. What would I know? Nothing. I just reckon that would be a cool <laughs> idea. And that that way they don't have to th- to mess around with the Warframes. You can still have that. Play a fantasy in PvE, and PvP, you just choose your faction, and... Yeah. I don't know. That'd be hard to do, because you have to get it right as well. No matter what you do, you've got to get it right. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a waste of resources. Hmm. So, how's that, Lucas? You had an idea about universal mods, and we ended up just talking about how to fix PvP. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) And, as usual, we still got nowhere, because... How do you fix PVP? (laughs) You know what they should put Uh, in? A kart racing game. They should. (laughs) Or. Bowling. Or fix Lenaro with (laughs) K-drives. Yeah. That's (laughs) always going to be a valid suggestion. Fix Lenaro with K-drives. Get rid of those stupid sideways goals. Nobody wants the sideways goals. Make the fricking arenas bigger. And you're on a winner, do you? Ooh. Ooh. What? Ooh. What? Sharkwing Lunaro. That could also work. <laughs> I'd
0: prefer K-Drive Lunaro. Well, Arkwing, Lunaro, Sharkwing Lunaro. Either either.
1: Yeah, it could work. <laughs> Arkwing, Sharkwing. But once you go Arkwing Lunaro, then it sort of becomes fricking uh, Harry Potter thing. Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. Uh, Warframe Quidditch. Yeah. It's funny, you know, and we talked about this before many times again, but Lunaro was just ahead of its time, I reckon. It could have been something good. Still can be. Still can be. Put the effort in. (laughs) I think the problem with Lunaro was, again, like many little side projects that D does, it wasn't fully fleshed out. And then it never got a chance to be fully fleshed out. I really like Lunaro. Even though we haven't played it since episode five. (laughs) Since that time we spent a week playing Lenaro. I still, I kind of miss it. Yeah. It is a good game. Competitive Lenaro would be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Unlike bloody uh, Conclave. I don't miss that at all. That was just awkward and frustrating. I mean, we were only playing one-on-one. That's because you just kept kept getting trolled. Yeah, I kept falling to the same stupid thing every time. It's my own stupidity. But um <laughs> <That is great. laughs> yeah, I only played a couple of matches against other people and that was on P- PS4 before I even really got into Warframe and that wasn't <laughs> that fun.
0: Oh no, I can imagine that not being a uh, an attractive game mode at that stage.
1: Yeah, this was when I was heavily into Destiny 1 and heavily into Destiny 1 PvP. And then I decided, oh, I'm gonna try out Destiny uh, Warframe's PvP. And I went in there with her mate, my mate Andy. <laughs> and there were a few people playing. There was probably three other people. That's not that much, Whoa. but it's a lot for Warframe. Whoa. And one of the guys was three, just the awesome people. at it and was destroying everyone. And then me and Andy were the next two that were doing really well, and the other two guys were just shit ass, probably never played any uh, competitive shooters. Yeah. <laughs> It was, and, you know, people would keep dropping out, and new people would come in, but now if you play, you're playing by yourself, just warning you out there. Yeah, pr- pr- pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, Kind of sad. I'm more sad about Lunaro. Definitely, definitely. I'm really sad about Lawbreakers. That was a great game. Completely unrelated to Warframe, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> uh,
0: I realized, I actually realised last Did night that, so, that, that some weapons... Um, It should definitely never be implemented into Conclave.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's part of the thing. Just, I think they wanted to have everything (laughs) available in Conclave. You can use all of the warframes and all of the weapons, but it just, in reality, it doesn't work. Conclave has to be something different.
0: (laughs) So having a a, a one-on-one duel in our dojo last night with Cannibal Mm -hmm. Kiwi... Or well, cephalon Kiwi depends on where he is. <laughs> the Corinth Prime on
1: Atlas. Yes. You were destroying him, I believe.
0: Absolutely broken. Because it's the secondary fire. It's it's a massive burst of of damage in a large area, and if you activate it right in front of yourself. As Atlas, you won't get knocked down. So <laughs> True. go nuts. They can they can get as close as they want, but if they get caught by that invisible shockwave of the Corinth Prime secondary blast, then that's it. It's one and done. They are dead.
1: <laughs> and you may or may not have had a ribbon on it as well. Maybe. Yeah. That's the thing. That's that's exactly why. PvP just isn't viable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Power Mm. creep can be very difficult.
1: Uh, But then again, if you have a silly other mode, people might play it for a little bit and then never play it again. And that, again, is a waste of resources. I'd love Dog Days to come back, but it should never be a permanent thing. No. I think we might have said when it came out that it should be permanent, but no, I don't think. No. we, We said probably
0: once every two months. Yeah. It hasn't and come I, out at all since. <laughs> no,
1: nah, nah, I, I still
0: agree with that that comment. It one every once every couple of months. Um But I Actually even made, just once
1: at summertime, every summer.
0: Yeah. But actually made into PvP, not just PvE.
1: Ah oh, yeah, true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It should be a, a proper PvP mode, not yeah. just against the computer. I'm uh, sure they can do that.
0: Oh yeah. Just, you just you just
1: get a point for every kill.
0: Yeah. Interestingly enough, I think something yeah, like that as as an event, mm. that's fine. As an event like that, it's fine because it's not tied to any direct gameplay. It's just something fun you can go do and get a couple of rewards for, uh, for doing. And as if you long as, as there's
1: that, rewards, that's what I was going to say, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there were rewards last time, and if you just have that as like an, uh, a a once-in-a-blue-moon PvP event that just kind of pops up, gives people to a, a reason to go to it. Everyone gets the same weapon. Everyone gets the same HP. It's, you know, it, it's most simple. It, it is the most balanced PvP thing they've ever actually shown, and they showed it as a PvE thing.
1: That mm. um, wasn't amazing, but it was good enough. It was silly yeah. fun. We played a fair bit of it. Yeah. Um, and we enjoyed it for the two weeks that it was out. Yeah, I I think two more than two weeks would have overstayed its welcome, but oh, definitely. Yeah, I reckon once a year, little PVP mode. Everyone's got exactly the same freaking stats. Yep, same so stats, no, same weapons. Can, yeah,
0: and because it is a a projectile based weapon, it's you're not having to worry about hit scan. So it actually takes a bit of skill for everybody.
1: Yep, you run out of water and you have to go refill it. Everyone has to do the same damn thing. You have to pump it. Yep. Which was a pain in the ass mechanic but <laughs> worked.
0: Yeah. it's just a fun little event. That'd be good.
1: Yeah. I agree. Much agree. No mods. No mods. Definitely no mods for that. No, def- definitely no mods for that. <laughs> but it would also be good if you could bring the um, water gun into real Warframe. Yes. And mod it. Yes. <laughs> with Toxic. Uh, just to have yeah. like an acid sprayer. Anyway. I think that's enough. We went out off on several tangents, so this is the tangent episode. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> we do have beginner and advanced topics, of course, this week. So, moving right along, for the beginner topic this week, I've chosen to do a bit of a refresher for newer players who may not be aware what Nightwave is all about. So, Nightwave has just come out for season three. Uh, you may have missed one and two. You may have just been playing during the intermission, and now suddenly there's this weird little story and this lady talking to you. So I'm going to explain it a little bit. Nightwave originally came out as a replacement for the old alert system. So the old alert system used to be up in the top right-hand corner of your navigation screen. You've got the alerts section, which now really only includes... What does it include? It's got Kuva stuff in there now, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, plus if there's... um, An event going on like a Fomorian stuff and things like that, they're the only real alerts that go in there as well as Gift of the Lotus uh, after every dev stream. That used to have random events happening on random nodes that had random rewards. A lot of the time it was kind of waste of time rewards, like credits and resources and things that weren't really worth the effort. But four times a day you could get nitane, once a day you could get a Catalyst and a Reactor, you could also get all of Vorbin's parts at various times. But the problem with it was you had to be online and ready to play whenever those things came out. And if you weren't, then you missed it. So I was lucky enough to get one night one night every two days or something. Uh, it was a frustrating system. There was no control over it. You had to keep your eye on things or you had to use apps that alerted you when something was actually happening outside, you know, an app outside of the game that is. So as a way to change this system, give players a little control over what they get, DE decided to implement Nightwave, which is basically kind of like a battle pass where you do certain requirements and you earn standing as a result of that. And every 10,000 standing, you achieve a new rank. Each rank gives you some reward. The most important reward for providing that player choice are the credits that come with each Nightwave. So this Nightwave, there's the Glassmaker, and we have Glass Credits. And you can use those Glass Credits in the Glassmaker store within Nightwave. And you can use those to purchase nitane, Catalysts and Reactors, Weapon Skins, Weapons, blueprints, all of that kind of stuff. So now, instead of having to wait for things, you just need to make a choice between what you want at the time. So what do I think is more important? I really want Vorbin, so I'm going to use all my credits to buy Vorbin. Now, within a season of Nightwave, there is also a story that happens. It's up to you whether or not you really want to play the story in previous ones, that is, whether you want to pay attention to the story. But this one kind of forces you to pay attention to the story by being a murder mystery, kind of. So people are turned to glass. You go in there, you look around at the evidence. It gives you an idea of what you can do. Then you've got to go out into missions, kill things. And every once in a while, these little dudes will turn up, you'll kill them, you'll get glassmakers standing and you'll get these other little things. I forgot what they're called. Do you remember what they're called, Lucas? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot what they're called, but you need 10 of those. And then you go back into the scenario, the crime scene, and you use those to kind of interrogate the person who was turned into glass. And that's how the story progresses. There's five stories for each episode. There always is five chapters, basically. But there's weekly acts or challenges. There's daily acts or challenges. And there's weekly elite challenges as well that are harder to achieve more aimed at higher tier players, and get you more standing towards your, uh, what do you call it? Nightwave rank. So every week on a Monday Australian time, about 10 a.m., Nightwave refreshes. Within an hour after that, Rathok, our good friend, has jumped online, gotten all the details, emailed it to me, and I try and post it up on our website, cephalonsquared.com as soon as I can. Sometimes it's within the hour after changeover. Sometimes it's several hours later. Sometimes it's up to a day later. Apologies. I have a day job as well. And that sometimes gets in the way. But on that website, we include what all of the weekly acts and elite acts are, as well as tips for how to achieve them. We also have what's in the store for that week. Really important that you jump in there, check it out. It's not really important, but if you want to know what's in the store, Jump on that website, you'll be able to see it all if you're out and about. But we do sort of publish that every week around Monday or Tuesday Australian time. So, what you want to do once you get to rank 30, it kind of prestiges and starts again at rank one. But this time, every rank is only going to give you credits. So, that's really important for some of you out there that are thinking, all I want is the credits. I don't want some of those other rewards. They are worth getting, but if you're a really new player, you may not see the value in them just yet. Uh, So you sort of have to grind through them every however many ranks or so there are credits that you can get that you can then use to get your Nightane or to get your, your Catalysts and things like that. So I hope that's a good enough overview for newer players. After the season ends, so just as the season's coming to an end, there will be a warning because you want to use all of your credits. At the end of the season, those credits will be turned into actual credits and you won't be able to use them in the nightwave store anymore because the intermission uses intermission credits and they're a different kind of currency and you can only use them in the new store. So keep that in mind. And at the end of intermission, same thing. Anyway, anything else you think should be added for beginners for Nightwave, Lucas? Cephalite
0: Resonance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cephalite resonance that's what it is so that's what you are collecting when you're out and about for the glass maker and that you require for the for the crime scene so keep an eye out for cephalite resonance
0: that's the thing Alrighty, cool all right, all right. yes cool, cool 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 indeed moving on into the advanced topic all right so, looking into another Amalgam mod this week, and this one was requested by Le Dutch Master of our Discord. So this week, I bring you the Amalgam Ripka's True Steel, which, as you Hell can yeah. probably guess, is specifically for the Ripka's Chainsaw Flaws. Again, this mod has a 20% drop chance from the Uh So part one of this mod's triage of benefits comes in the form of its namesake predecessor, True Steel. The original True Steel increases weapon melee weapon crit chance by 120% and doubles this increase on heavy attacks. While the Amalgam Ripka version gives an increase of 187% crit chance and then again doubles that for heavy attacks. So that's pretty damn heavy, pretty damn nice. Really good. The ripkas have a base crit chance of 20% so having this amalgam augment mod is super beneficial for the increase of potential damage output. Moving into the second increase and this one affects any and all shotguns for a very nice and very simple reload speed increase of 20%. Not really much more to say there, it's a free reload booster. But now we move into the real meat of this mod pun intended, the 100% gore chance. So this is something built specifically for the use of Necros with his desecrate ability. The more chunks of enemy on the floor, the more loot you get. Gore refers to the chance of mincing enemies into multiple chunks to put this ability into full swing and get more bang for your buck. Now, dismemberment mechanic works in a way where slash is normally the only damage type that can cause multiple chunks of foes, uh, but there are two things you need to know when putting this into play. First off, if an enemy dies due to the slash proc, they will not become multiple pieces. They must be killed with a direct slash damage attack. Additionally, If the slash damage of your weapon is not over 50% of the weapon's IPS, impact, puncture, and slash, then again, no extra chunks. However, thanks to this gory amalgam mod, it doesn't matter what your weapon IPS sits at and guarantees multiple chunks. This also spreads to any weapon you happen to be using, including abilities and companions. So even if you have a weapon that has absolutely no slash damage on it, you will still guaranteed get chunks. Holy shit. Yeah, it's pretty damn cool.
1: I thought it only applied to the Ripkers. Sorry, go on. I'm interrupting you. <laughs> go.
0: So if you're just there to support your good friend Necros, or you're there as the Necros. then this is the mod for all your desecrating needs.
1: Holy shit. Yep. I knew I wanted that anyway because of the 100% gore <laughs> and I knew it would be good for Necros, but I thought it was only for the ripkers. the nope. 100% gore.
0: It affects everything that you currently have equipped.
1: Oh, be still, my beating heart!
0: <laughs> so it's pretty <sighs> damn nice. And as I, as I stated, I to have like a cold shower. If if it has no slash damage on it, it's still. Produces gore.
1: Yeah, here I was getting ready to say supports a good fucking shotgun, so make sure you're using a shotgun with less slash damage. Fuck no, who cares? Use <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> use a shotgun so you get the additional bloody um, reload speed. But Jesus, <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> it's very. See, it's nice. funny. I've been meaning to to use that amalgam mod ever since the damn thing was released, and I just never got around to it. Now I'm like fucking taking notes. Use this <laughs> asshole mod ASAP. Stick it on Necros. <laughs> Man. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know why I never used it because once I mastered the fucking Ripkis, I got rid of them. You got rid of them? Yeah, yeah. So even if you have, if even
0: if you're not using it on Necros and you're using it on something like Excalibur, it will work
1: on the Exalted weapon as well. Holy shit! Yeah. Double holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Use it to support your Necros. Indeed. As long as he's in, within range. That's have been... I said holy shit, Lucas? You have.
0: <laughs> holy shit. like it when things work nicely. <laughs> I don't know what else to say.
1: Apart from holy shit. Well, I know what to say. What's that? Community call out. Community call out. <laughs> Bloody. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't prepared for that. It is time for community call-out. Do we have a community call-out this week?
0: Um, Just our lovely and amazing community. Call-out to all of you oh, guys.
1: Call-out the whole community. Call-out all sweet. of
0: you. All of you listening. You're all
1: amazing. You're all awesome. We love you all. Yeah. You're all fantabulous. Fantasmic. There is a new review this week. Yay! iTunes Canada is where it came from, so... We're now up to 121 reviews. Thank you to this wonderful person. Uh, This is the same person that reached out to us on Facebook and asked to be put into the Switch Clan. So hopefully you have been put into the Switch Clan. We did ask the guys to send you out an invite. However, I will say this, and I'll send you a link on Facebook. Uh, Join the Discord. You, even if you've never used Discord before, you'll learn how to use it relatively quickly. And the guys there, really, they like to communicate there. So if you want to be part of the clan, probably the best place to, to join as well. Anyway, yes. Lucas, yes. do you want to
0: read the I, review? I do. But first off, I just want to say uh, an invite was sent to this individual. So ah, cool. yay. Awesome. All right. iTunes, Canada. Softtail underscore shredder. Great Warframe podcast for noobs and pros alike. I have made multiple attempts to get into this game and recently I picked up a Switch and the game just clicked. Being able to take it on the go has really helped it stick, but as with all great things, I was seeking more. And since my job takes me all around Canada, I love podcasts, and this is definitely the best Warframe podcast by far. The hosts are great and they always have lots of tips and tricks for new players, as well as long time players. I've been listening for just over two months now, and I look forward to every episode
1: they put out. Keep up the great work, Cephalons. Nice. Thank you to Softail Shredder for an awesome, awesome review. Really appreciate it. Yay. Best frame podcast by far. Yeah, It's what we aim for. I get excited. (laughs) We do. We do. The by far part, especially. Yes, by far. (laughs) Thank you for that. And if you are interested in giving us a review, please do. Head on over to iTunes, which is always the best place, sadly, to review uh, because other places don't make it that easy, which is interesting. There's Podcast Republic, there's Podchaser, CastBox, PodCoin, number of places that you could potentially review us on if you are an Android user. Up to you. But uh, yeah, help spread the word. Spread the word. Mwahaha. And what's next, Lucas. Dr. Cephalon. Dr. Cephalon. Dr. Cephalon. I don't even know what that was. A little bit
0: too much emphasis. (laughs) Just just a little over over the top. I mean, it's nice, but just a little bit over the top. I was feeling (laughs) it, though, so I'm okay with it.
1: (laughs) You can't bring me down. Bring me down. Sorry, suicidal (laughs) tendencies. Look them up. They're good. All right. This Dr. Cephalon came from Night Rider, and it actually came from Night Rider during our stream last night. We thought it was an interesting question, and we wanted to answer it on the podcast because it is actually a regular question that crops up every once in a while. So, <clears throat> dear Dr. Cephalon, as content creators, how do you brainstorm ideas, and do you have a game plan before you stream? Now, Night Rider or Help up Comet, as he likes to be called now, I did ask him if he wanted to be me to be honest, or if he wanted us to, you know, pretend we plan before we stream. And he did say, he did say, yes, please be honest. And that's, that's the truth. We generally don't plan a lot before we stream. Sometimes we'll talk and say, Hey, what do we do on, what do we want to do on stream tonight? And we'll say, ah, let's smash out some Nightwave or let's do a bit of Railjack. But often we'll just jump on and figure it out on the fly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and the same can kind of be said for our, uh, our podcasts. (laughs) <laughs> kind of. Kind, we kind do of. have a plan yeah. sheet. Yeah, we have a plan yeah. sheet. There is a layout, so yeah, we we have at least a format that we go by. And of course, if you've been listening this long, you know what the format is. Yeah. But when it comes to the discussions uh, and whatnot, if we can't get a, a community member on as a, for an interview or if interviews are just looking scarce or there's nothing to talk about, like there's no dev streams, no massive updates just being dropped, then we have to think about uh, something interesting to talk about. Hmm. And that's usually where it gets a little bit difficult. So like today's discussion, for instance, it was... It was literally Greg sent me a message this morning going, hey, what can we talk about in the discussion? I woke up, <laughs> saw his message, typed an idea, I
1: fell back asleep, and that's the idea we went with. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I was saying it was his dream idea because <laughs> he was still half asleep. Uh, so it wasn't, you know, to be honest, today's, today's discussion wasn't a well-formed idea, but there wasn't much that happened this week. And there's there's always things going on in Reddit that people are talking about and things like that. We don't like to comment too much on that. We like we prefer to have our own discussions. And, you know, I even said to Lucas, I'm not sure that might end up going in all sorts of directions. And Lucas laughed and said, good. <laughs> Rambles are good. So, um, and that's that's why we, we did end up going in, in all sorts of directions. Now, when things do happen during the week, then we have a clear idea as to what the discussion is going to be. So, like I said before, Next week is most likely going to be Deadlock Protocol because it's expected out this week. If it doesn't come out this week, then we're in the same position we're in this week. Uh, No, no, Possibly on Sunday morning. We we have a backup plan. We have a backup plan. We do, actually. Suggested by (laughs) Cephalon Kiwi. We do have a backup plan. So, (laughs) yeah. And we, you know, preferably we'd want to get some interviews done during this downtime, but it all comes down to uh, managing our time, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a hard one. It's very tough, especially because sadly, I decided that I was going to go off and have other podcasts. So I have to juggle content creation between several things now. Uh, plus, we're both writing books. Yep. And we're both doing all sorts of other things. So it's hard to it's hard to juggle time. But yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually at a point now where I'm like, oh shit, I've lost control of. No, I haven't, I haven't lost control of myself, but I've lost control of my time. Uh, and part of that was to do with being unhealthy as well. So now I'm I'm planning my days better. I'm doing things at certain times. I'm trying to get exercise in at certain times. Meditation, cutting out alcohol is probably a good start. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's one of those things where planning is probably more important than we have. Or the, yeah, I mean, we, we give it enough. What's the word I'm looking for, Lucas? Mm, we're lenient. Yeah, we. <laughs> 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 we're lenient. Oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds right. <laughs> feels right. Yeah, yeah. We 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 do what we feel we need to, but of course, some weeks will have much more preparation than others. Yeah, just it is what it is. This week is a bit of a quiet and slow week, so it was a less preparation week other weeks are kind of crazy law casts are very crazy well definitely brainstorming ideas is the hard part but i leave that up to lucas <laughs> i think
0: um, in in the whole in the whole view of things the probably the hardest thing to actually plan out is the beginner and advanced topic and that's usually what we spend most of our time um thinking up it does usually end up coming down to like a last last minute kind of uh we're gonna do this. But you know, we spend the whole whole week basically thinking what can we do? What haven't we done yet? What have we done? Is there a way to emphasize on things that have been mentioned in the past? Or yeah. So the the beginner and advanced topics are definitely the most difficult and ever so increasingly more difficult things to yeah. plan out.
1: Because we've done Maybe eighty beginner and advanced topics each over the the months.
0: Yeah, and I mean we were we, we coming up. We are coming up to two years. We're coming up to two years of, of being a podcast, and that's with almost having a, a beginner and advanced topic almost every week. So that's a lot. That's a lot of things that we've we've dished out for the, for the the community, and it's it like while the game is still massively vast, there are still probably plenty of things to talk about the more ideal prominent ones are looking more and more slim and smaller and it's
1: yeah the the stack it takes are, us longer to dig
0: yeah the stack is looking looking more bleak
1: yeah and we haven't actually really gone over the same stuff at all yet i don't no. think. i think there's been a couple of times where we've kind of revised or reviewed yeah we yeah we we've, we've, we've
0: revised things from the past well, updated yeah updated that's that's one way of putting it uh, updated and and revised um with new things so yeah yeah yeah. We're there, there, there. yeah there there is planning there's planning definitely to it streams not so much the podcast itself There's yeah there's a bit of planning goes into it
1: yeah some weeks more than others but yeah It is a pain, but that's, that's another reason why we had to get rid of the minis. The minis required a lot of planning. Yes. A lot. And that was every week on top of the regular episode and other other stuff we were doing. So, yeah. Yes.
0: Although, although I think we are going to be doing another mini in the upcoming weeks. Yeah, for Protea. Protea. So... Brief, yeah, pro t- brief, bring it, bring in the mini out of hiatus just for the pro tier episode. So look forward to that. that would be something enjoyable.
1: Yeah. Probably two, two to four weeks after pro tier comes out, we'll play yeah. around with her for a bit and make yeah. sure we understand.
0: Yeah, that's probably the best way to go about it. Yeah, maybe around two weeks. Yeah, so <laughs> it might be around, cool. might be around Tanacon area, might be
1: just before, might be just after. We will see. Yeah. We will. We will see. Definitely. All right. right. That's the end of episode 98. That brings us to all of our planned content. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If you'd like to get in contact with us for any reason, head on over to CephalonSquared.com. There are links to our Discord, Twitter, Facebook, all those wonderful fun places, plus uh, a Contact Us form that you can fill out to automatically send us an email. Or if you just want to do it the old-fashioned way, CephalonSquared at gmail.com is the way to do it. Or if you want to do it the really, really old fashioned way, I still haven't set up a PO box. So sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. You can write a letter and take a photo of it, I guess. And email it. I don't know. Anyway, let's uh, say thank you to our patrons. Indeed. I'll start this week. Okay. You do that. Shake things up. Whoa. Thank you, Rathok. Thank you. Woe is Joe. Thanks, Jellybean1799. Thank you, Sula. Thank you, Lord Frieson. Thank you, Danathan. Thank you, Night Rider eight five zero three slash Help Up comment. Thank you, Coyote PX. Thanks, Jackson thirty one. Thank you, Kintail. Thank you, Implosive MKV. Thank you, Dylan Braun. Thank you, Solarian. And thank you, Le Dutch Dutchy Dutch Dutch. Thank you to these people who have been supporting us over periods of time. We really do appreciate it. Uh, as I mentioned in the uh, Discord and on Patreon. Patreon is changing the way they're doing things. I just want to announce it again to make sure that everyone is across it. Uh, They are adding sales tax. The way that sales tax works depends on the location of the patron. So however sales tax works where you are is how it will or will not be applied. So it depends. Uh, So look into it. There is a link that I've shared on discord in Cephalon corner or in the Patreon page itself. Uh, so you can look up there and read up all about it. I don't think it's going to have a massive impact, but it is definitely worth checking out. Indeed. If you'd like to support us, head on over to com forward slash support. Look at the ways that you can do so. Of course, the very best way to do so at this troubling time, which hopefully is getting better. Hopefully, hopefully, never know, is uh, share, like, subscribe, hit that like button, hit the bell to be reminded. Oh no, that's YouTube. Share with people, write a review, all those cool stuff. That's, that makes us happy and smiley. I'm a smiley guy. How are you, Lucas? Smiles. See, we're both <laughs> smiling. My name is Greg Newbegin. I am Mad Capsules all over the web of internets. Who are you, Lucas?
0: I am Lucas Silvestri, and I am Silverlight all over the interwebs. S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Our community is awesome. You guys rock. Love you guys so much. And love and all that goes out to our American folks out there with all the troubling times that are occurring there presently.
1: Absolutely. Good work, Lucas, because things are a bit difficult over there. Yeah. Everyone should just, you know... We need a bit more flower power in our lives. Love each other. Not that much, Lucas. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is troubling, but uh, we got you back if we can. If we can. We'll give you cuddles. We're good at cuddles.
0: Thanks to Yarn at <laughs> DiscoBox underscore on Twitter for the intro and outro. Thank
1: you all for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Cephalon Squared. Keep an eye out for Deadlock Protocol if you're on PC this week. I would imagine that it's another week or two away for console. But who knows? May not. Maybe. We've been Cephalon Squared. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: One week, actually. One week. One week. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.